0: Hey, yo! Oh, today we are talking about some of the things that I'm covering in the book that I did not even cover in the podcast. And I think at that moment, I just wasn't ready to withstand some of the things that I knew I was going to have to withstand in that experimental phase of my life. Like I didn't know what was going to stick. And so I was afraid to really own that and to bring it there. And so to have grown to a place where I feel confident in this stage of my life, even though I know (laughs) that will probably quickly fade as people ask questions, but what I find funny is the people who find it meaningful find me and have those conversations. And the ones who find it dismantling or concerning won't talk to me at all about it, but certainly talk to each other about it. So I think at the end of the day, all of the work that I do is meant to be based and rooted in the truth of what my experience is. And even though this wasn't something I felt comfortable bringing to the podcast, I am excited to kind of have this all fleshed out and talked about in this second book. So let's go. Hey, you're on this journey, on this season five vibe. And everything season five, as I'm forecasting what it will look like, is all about settling into the being, the knowing. Transitioning from believing to knowing and fine tune correcting what that looks like, and just living. And we started out this show... You know, really thinking that this was gonna happen overnight. And one of my greatest accomplishments of all of this will be just continuing on and showing an example, a real life example of what it looks like to turn your life around. And so if you're just happening upon this show in season five, you should know there are four other seasons that have followed me on this journey this journey of turning my life around, this journey of finally getting to this place where I wasn't angry and spiteful and hateful and ego-driven. It really follows all of that. So you can go back to the start. What I will caution you is that it is unedited and pure and raw. And I was still very much in that ego hate phase of my life and it's all lived out loud and this whole journey has been lived out loud in truth so you will hear me venturing into businesses that if you follow the link that I am promising you will be there you will end up lost you are not going to get there just know that Um, but it's It's all about that journey. It was real. It was real right then. That business I was developing, that program, that course, that whatever. It was real and this is all real. This is me living my life out loud so we can all do our dreams. Hey y'all, welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast where we do. dreams so let's go ahead and ground ourselves in all of our greatness it is an amazing life it really is you know i was thinking yesterday i used to actively combat sadness acne um Breakouts just all over my skin and body, uh, and then like lash outs, and I would fight these things in various ways. I had a lot of face products. I was convinced that that was the issue. I I wore makeup, but not a whole lot. Um, but I was wearing it pretty pretty much daily, I had this, like, look that I had to upkeep and make sure that I I did it, that I was a part of it, that I looked the part. And part of looking the part was this never-ending seeking for seeking of perfection. Like my face needs to be perfect. My body needs to be perfect. I need to be perfect. The world needs to see me as perfect and flawless. And so that takes a lot of tonics and a lot of different remedies. And I'm a all-in kind of person so I would make sure that everything was like the same brand and I was brought up in a very bougie skincare um, maintenance program my mom sold Mary Kay from the I don't know if it was the day that I was born but she sold Mary Kay and so that brought you into this world where skincare and facials and all the things surrounding that were of utmost importance and washing your face was a part of how you did life like you brushed your teeth and if you were a girl you washed your face that's it and my mother has impeccable skin like very few wrinkles just beautifully aging and i kept practicing all of that and so i would right make sure that i invested in that and i still believe anything that you're putting onto your skin is going into your body is being ingested and so we need to make sure that we're paying attention to what those things are and (laughs) Once I sort of started paying attention to what those things were, I began to see that I don't know what any of this is. And that scares me. That scares me a lot. I do not want to be a part of anything that um, goes in and me not knowing what that is or how it works or why it's working and so yeah i started reviewing everything that i was putting into my body there were there were different pills and things hormones all these things and once i got more specific and started looking at all of that i started to realize how many toxins i was putting into my body and ingesting on the daily and you know, you'd think, well, oh, it's just face wash, it's just lotion, it's just lip balm. And sure, it is just. But we're eating all of that, we're ingesting all of that, it's going into our bloodstreams, and I just couldn't imagine. First off, not I don't know, I paid such close attention to what was going onto and into the bodies of my children, and never even thought to look at what I was doing to my own. And so I started switching some stuff out little by little. This is not something that I recommend you doing in one fell swoop and being like, I'm going to be the all natural queen of the universe or king of the universe. I don't recommend that path. I think that's a pretty unrealistic one as someone who tried to take that path. It was kind of a slow and steady turn and understanding, right? Because you have to know where to get these products, how to access them, who's making them get to know who's making them. And I think true to me and obviously my desires having access to things that are locally sourced is what's best that is literally how for me that's what's best it is how we have went through the world right like our environments are built to sustain us as humans and so we want what's in season our bodies need and crave what's in season and we should aspire to find what those things are, but now we have access to things from all over the world. And so why do we need that? Well, uh, we just, we need to get back to it as much as we possibly can, because there's a chance that we won't have access to the rest of the world. And, I recommend everyone take a pause and really think about how you would sustain your life if you were cut off from supply chains in via Amazon, Walmart, these major retailers. What what would you do? Would you have soap? Would you have... Food? Would you have anything? You know, like really, what would you have access to? And you're going, well, I'm never going to have to think about that because how is Amazon going to go down? Well, good friends, I'm not saying they are or they aren't, but I will say Some of our supply chains have already been disrupted, and you saw how tragic that was to our current retail model, our traditional retail model here in the United States. Now, if you're other places, this maybe does not apply to you, but this call for figuring out how to access local things and figuring out what's here is an important one. We're just, we're a little ahead of the trend here, but I think it's going to become more and more important, especially to rural communities, especially, Um, especially if we would face something like a pandemic again, where we are kind of locked in and there is more control over where we go. I know in Canada, my friend said that they could not go outside of their district, I think she said. So you couldn't leave like your 20 mile radius. And they were checking papers. They were checking licenses. If you were leaving, you had to have very specific reasons and they were monitoring it very closely. And so, what would we do? And for me, there was this, like, panic-stricken moment where, holy cow, what would I do? How would I get my face wash? How would I get my makeup? How would I look like this person if I didn't have everything? And luckily, most of that connection to me projecting myself as this perfect human had gone by the time I started having that conversation. But I think that conversation continues to drive, obviously, all of the work that we're doing here. But upon reflection this weekend, I was just like, huh, I don't have breakouts anymore. I don't. Have a concern about my body. I don't have like constant bloating and stomach aches. I don't have this never ending steady stream of anxiety. I am just living. And I think the shift in the products that I'm using and just the shift in making sure that my life was in alignment with the things that I wanted to get out of life helped. And it's not, I just want to go ahead and stress all of this, all of these changes. This is not something that happened overnight. I wasn't like, hey, I want to go live my dreams. I think I'll just leave everything that I know and rush on off into it, bye. No, it was like, hey, I wanna go chase my dreams. What do I need to do? Uh, I guess I need to start seeing what I'm w- interested in doing. And so you just start testing things and some of those things came back. No, 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 all doors closed, do not. And it was confusing for a little while because it was like, no, that door's open and it is so wonderful. And I'm going to go through that one. And then it was like, but that door opened to teach you something. And then it closed very quickly to let you let that thing go. To close the door on whatever that thing was going to be. And it's okay. It really is. So, um, (laughs) So just know I had a lot of doors closed. I had a lot of things that slammed in my face over the last four years, we're going into the fifth year of doing this work, and only now do I feel more aligned and alive in my life. Um, I would feel it in slow, steady bursts, but now it's sort of upon that reflection piece, like, wow. We really have come a long, 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 long way. What a journey. And what a beautiful moment for me. I can't believe that. So that's my great thing. Go ahead and take time for yourself. Recognize yourself for your greatness. You will not regret this. It will be quite beautiful. I promise. Okay, Uh, so (laughs) Uh, I have been diving slightly, actually, I've been writing about this phase of my life um, more and more, going back through chapters and kind of refining and, and adding to what is. And so the goal really is to have that manuscript done, printed, and ready to start editing the day after my birthday what my second book yes let's go um (laughs) and so i've been going in and, and and adding and sort of taking stuff out and and refining and fixing and um in parts that i've been adding and these parts are hard to add and hard in a um mental state not necessarily a physical one, but hard nonetheless. And hard because I'm sure that my last book ruffled some feathers. And I sort of went back and forth. And I I know on the podcast, I never dove into this subject matter, even as deeply as I was navigating it. I remember just being like, I'm doing some stuff. get this figured out and i don't know when i'll feel comfortable talking about that because i come from a very traditional state and space like it's hard to say things here because it's so small so easy like you're going to see the people who talked about you at brunch after church on Sunday in the school pickup line, like you're going to see them. And if you're like me and you sort of feel beneath people's words and eyes, uh, it hurts a little bit, you know, and I know, I know without even having to read the room. I can feel the read of the room. And so, (laughs) like, I feel it. It just, I can feel it. So, writing about this part in my book was something that I went back and forth on, but at the end of the day, this is about the truth of the journey, and leading, leaving this part out to keep everybody comfortable, uh, just felt like, A terrible misinformation resource that I would be putting out. So I'm going back and adding it in and having these conversations and really talking and thinking more about astrology again and all of these very non-traditional where I'm from not where everybody else is from, but where I'm from, non-traditional sources of spirituality. And I think it's important to go ahead and lay out that we all have to make our way in this world, however feels best. And over these last four years, I have made an honest attempt to stay open to all facets, of spirituality to close no doors to any of them and as I wrote in the book this was super hard for me from where I'm from because I was raised in a world where everything that you did was certainly going to cause demons everything oh hey we're gonna go play with the Ouija board demons you will get demons oh Hey, we want to go to a, a scary movie because it just sounds fun. Demons, you'll get demons. Hell, oh, hey, we just want to watch uh, Hocus Pocus because it's new and it sounds fun. Witches, you'll get demons. You'll get demons. You can't do that. Yeah, hey, I want to dress up like a witch for Halloween. No, demons. You'll get demons. You'll be deemed to hell. You can't do that. Oh hey, I think I'm going to just skip church on Sunday. Demons. Demons there must be demons in you for even just saying. Which demons? And it was just very black and white for me. <laughs> like mostly anything that didn't align exactly with Christianity and the church that I was going to at that time was uh, a declaration of certain demonic decline in your life. And I saw the people who were out to save, and I'm not saying that those forces do not exist, I'm just saying to assign everything that, like, And, you know, it just seems extreme to me and I don't know, you know, as I was discussing with a friend this week, what, isn't there something wrong with that, like, isn't it scary to think about why these religions feel it is their duty to make sure that you stay in this very strict set of rules because as i read it i may be reading it wrong but as i interpreted and read the bible it was like y'all whatever you want to do like jesus came down and died for your sins so you're good you know we're gonna help the the poor and the blind and the lame and the right it was about loving everyone it was about this eternal love i think everything got a little bit jaded when it was like here are these very strict set of rules and if you don't do that yeah sure god loves you but you better abide by the rules because you know him or not, and we're not judging you we're just saying like these are the rules and if you're not living by them then you're not really living by the lord and so you probably have a demon and you'll probably go to hell and like god loves you and everything because it says so but um i don't think you're gonna make it to where he is I was like, no, that's not really how this works. (laughs) I didn't read it that way. I was like, live your life. Figure out what you love. That's pretty much it. And he and all the forces, all of them, because I think the more the merrier. That's my take on it. He and all the forces are like behind you, cheering you on, wanting you to do well, wanting you to take initiative and and focus and drive into your life and the things that you care about. And they're not like, hey, you missed a step and I'm here watching. I mean, sure, he's watching everything, but like, yeah. 10 commandments and all the things, but it wasn't like, here are the 10 commandments. And if you do not abide by these, then you are no longer a child of God. No. Like you will be forgiven because you're human. And y'all like died for that. I'm not saying go out and break every law or like cross every commandment and test it. But I am saying (laughs) like, Why is it so strict? Why is every door closed to every possibility of anything else? That seems crazy to me because to me, it's about you finding what works for you. That really is the human experience. And so that's something that I've been exploring and bringing into the second book. Like, what? are the things that I leaned into that I would not have allowed myself to lean into had I not decided that the black and white world of the religion that I was brought up in just didn't fit me the same way that it did back then. And I think some of the practices from that place, absolutely, 100%. Love them. Perfect. Play into my life every single day, more than they ever did when I was actually attending church. (laughs) Um, Something about being able to read people's energies very accurately and unknowingly from me, but it just never felt like a real space to me. And I've never found anything that has. It always felt like, a hierarchy where people could keep better tabs of judgment on you. who? why did I just say that? That was, that's a lot. I, this is where I'm struggling. Cause like, I don't want to hurt people who do live that way. I am saying this is what I had to let go. That, thought and that mindset around how life had to work in order for me to be a good Christian girl. You know? And maybe, maybe I have to say it regardless of what feelings it's going to hurt because It is just my truth. That is just how I was raised. That is the world that I was brought up in. That does not mean that every single system of religion and Christianity falls into that rhythm or world. That's just saying that is me. That is where I'm coming from. And that is what I struggled with when I decided that I wanted to see what fit me better if that didn't. And that wasn't to say that we swear that off and throw it off the table and we're never coming back to it. It's just like right in that moment, because of the place that I was coming from in how I was brought up in that world, it didn't fit. It didn't fit. And I just gave you all the reasons why it didn't make sense to me. And when I tried to pursue it further, the doors closed and that was okay it was okay for those doors to close it really was and those doors closing meant that i could open up my heart to something new and a different way of looking at this did it have to look like that did it have to feel like that was that all that necessary i don't think so it just at the end of the day no longer fit and i would have that confirmed over and over again every time that i would try to interact with that world again and so bringing this up and bringing it into the book is not for the faint of heart is certainly not something that I will get love letters from the masses for and I'm not saying that this is some like anti-Christ movement or book. (laughs) I'm saying this is a open opportunity to explore what that should look like for you. I think that we are brought up in a million different ways and the more that we reflect on what fits for our lives from our lives the better we chose this specific experience right was destiny for us to be placed in the arms of our parents in the place that we were in it was destiny for us to arrive where we have arrived and it is destiny for us to decide what we want out of this life at the exact moment that we decide that we get to decide that and it's all written in the stars it's all there and it always has been and the arrival to that awakening is sort of exactly where i love to come in and and guide people through that and i think that higher ascension obviously is the main goal that build up to this constant state of being you know my biggest complaint from life when i first started was the ups and downs the constant roller coaster that was living life as a human being and now in comparison to where i started my world is way less consistent. My world has much more polarizing effects right now. My life is a in a constant frictional wave, but I am more balanced consistent level than I have been in my adult life and so I think it's worth exploring and true to how even though i didn't i wasn't strong enough in the moment when i was recording the podcast to get deep into it i am excited to be bringing that into the book and to be having those conversations and it's not a this way is right or this way is wrong just like in the first book this way is right for me and true to all of my recommendations making sure that you touch base with the root of those things is vital. And when I did, that's where massive change had to occur. occur, (laughs) Because those touch points just weren't real and authentic to me. Not that they aren't for anyone else, just that they weren't for me. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, I've enjoyed spending time with you and I cannot thank you enough for making what I do possible if you want to continue to support the show and therefore continue the development of everything that we're doing here with the death of a dream and the development of local and all of the platforms that allow dreamers to do you can go ahead and connect with us on socials at local shop space and connect with me on socials at hannah us and i would love to see you there go ahead and check out all of our websites and everything that we do here I, I would love you to do all of that to like share and and comment on everything that we're doing but bottom line i i just want you to do your dreams and as long as you're going after the things that set your heart on fire that's all that really matters change the world.